star Might win an Oscar, you can never tell The movie's gonna make me a big star Welcome to Meet Me at the Movies. I am Noel T. Manning II, uh, hanging out with you right here, C19 TV. We're talking movies uh, every single week. We've got uh, a few guests today. We've got uh, Thomas Manning uh, sitting in. He dressed for the occasion over there. Uh, we're, we're glad you wore your yeah. film shirt. That's, yeah. What does that run for? Your, what is that? That's not a film shirt. That's You, you messed up, Thomas. Well, okay, so I had the class at minute 11 yeah. in Bowling Springs, like 20 minutes from here. Yeah. Then I had to walk back across campus, yeah. go home, so yeah. grab my notes, but then I forgot to change shirts, uh, so I apologize. You, you should have yeah. been prepared, man. Yeah. You should have been prepared. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, we, we got uh, back there uh, in Mission Control, we got Douglas Davidson uh, going to join us uh, for the... Uh, where are you, Tim? Tim? Uh, yeah, Douglas, Can't he doesn't know Tim's right head. from left, but Douglas is going to join us after the break and talk about some indie films uh, that you might get a chance to Why check out. Why was Tim out. doing that with his head? So I don't know what he was doing. Well, it's you know, like a little duck with a like water a, thing. It's like, a, kind of... it's like a broken bobblehead is what it is. It's like a broken bobblehead. We're glad Douglas is Tim here. To a broken bobblehead. Glad Tim is here. And we've also got, uh, you know, we got uh, Barnaby Jones. Uh, Barnaby Jones is our guest. And, you know, if Barnaby Jones had been on the case in Derry, Maine, I don't think Pennywise the Clown would have ever existed. I think Barnaby Jones would have taken care of it because he was just that kind of guy. I love that show. I remember that show. Well. I do too. You know what is, back then cops all had their own little thing. Kojak had his lollipop. Cannon mm -hmm. was a big guy. You remember what the thing was with Barnaby Jones? Aside from being old. Uh, he was, well, he, he sang, didn't he sing, um, sing, come and listen to my story about a man named Jed? No, it was a different show. It was a different show. He drank milk. He always liked milk. Did he really? Yeah, he had a big I, glass I of milk. I didn't remember his gimmick. Yeah. I didn't remember that. That's Greg Tillman. Uh, Greg is the guru, the, the kingpin, uh, the, the monster of crime right here on C19 TV. I don't know. Not, I'm just... That doesn't sound complimentary <laughs> at all. Yeah, it really doesn't. So uh, I run out of things to say and I just make up random and useless stuff. So I think everyone knows that by they now. They do. They do. But we do appreciate you tuning in and watching. Um, just before we went on the air, we were talking about movie trailers that give away everything in the movie and then movie trailers that are good that, that tease what you want to see. Right. There's a new uh, horror film coming out. It's a Blumhouse. Oh. You and I saw the trailer for it. What was the name of the uh, movie? Black, Black Christmas, I believe. Black Christmas. Yeah. It's coming out around like Christmas. Like the name. Yeah, but it gave away everything. Oh. I mean, the trailer, you already see you know, who like one of the main bad guys is, and it's like, why? Two What's and a half minute long trailer. They yeah. could have made it like a minute long teaser yeah. easily. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I'm, I'm still going to see it because I like watching Blumhouse, but I know, I know who the bad guy is now. So, yeah, disappointed in that. I don't get it. I don't either. You know, maybe they just need to contact us, the Meet Me of the Movie crew. Send us an email if you need some advice on trailers. We'll watch your rough cut. Info at c19.tv. We'll watch your rough cut. We'll give you some feedback. We'll tell you what music to use, and we'll tell you if you need a voiceover or not. Because obviously we know exactly, That's exactly what right. we're doing. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Derek, Derek believes that too. Derek's right here beside me, I think. Uh, I don't know if he can poke his head in. There we go. There's Derek. There you go, Derek. Glad to have you, man. <laughs> yes, the illusion is broken once again. Tim, Tim is, yeah, Tim forgot his drama mean, so he is really messed up. Well, let's talk about this new movie. Uh, it's the sequel to the uh, really successful film. Uh, Stephen King uh, film adaptation of the movie It. There's a sequel, It Chapter Two. We knew it was coming uh, a couple years ago uh, when I reviewed the one two years ago. You know, I, I went back and looked at my review last night and I just gave it so many positives and so many pluses. 
It was a solid film. I gave it a solid A. That was the original. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, two years later, uh, you know, they're they're coming out with another one, and it's looking at these teenagers who we saw in the first, but you're looking at the adults they became, and uh, they're having to go back to Derry, Maine, uh, to revisit the crazy, goofy, freaky clown, Pennywise, because Pennywise is back causing trouble again. So in this film. You're seeing um, the adults, and you're seeing flashbacks to when they were teens, and uh, you're seeing some, some things you maybe didn't see the first go-round. Uh, I got a chance to interview the cinematographer, talk a little bit about that uh, in a minute, but what else do you want to share about the story, Thomas, uh, for IT Chapter 2? Um, well, I think just looking at the casting choices, it was absolutely top-notch. Um, you could look at the older adults and be like, okay, I can believe that these were the kids. 27 yep. years later, uh, you know, you got Hater, you got McAvoy, Chastain, uh, then you've got Isaiah Mustafa, Jay Ryan, James Ransom, and Andy Bean. Yeah, and they all worked. Yeah. I mean, you really felt like you were watching the grown-up versions yeah. of, of the kids, so I thought yeah. casting was spot on. Yeah, um, and all the performances all the way around were perfect. Um, and like you were talking about the cinematography, uh, Chaco... Chaco Veresi. Okay, yes, yeah, he was um, just a really good job developing the kind of creepy I'm thinking creepy atmosphere. Chico Marks, what did you say? <laughs> Chico. Yeah, it was Chaco Veresi. He was the uh, cinematographer for this. Yeah. Just kind of developing the creepy atmosphere, uh, he did a fantastic job with that. And um, but honestly, that's where my positives <laughs> kind of drop off. I mean, yeah, the sound design, the music from uh, Benjamin Wallfish, all of that. But uh, there were there were some problems with this film that. Yeah, yeah. Andrew Andrew um, Andy Muschietti and his uh, producing partner, his sister Barbara, they teamed up again. They did the original. So they were back again uh, producing this one and involved in, in directing this one. The first one I thought was really, it, it had that creep factor, that, that eerie factor that, you know, it showed you enough of Pennywise to be just freaked out, but it wasn't Pennywise in your face all yeah. the time. This time I felt it was almost like when, when we see Jaws, you know, yeah. sometimes you're more freaked out when you don't, you don't see, when you yeah. don't see him. You do. And I, to me, there was too much of Pennywise. And um, almost like Freddy Krueger, after a while, when you see Freddy Krueger in The Nightmare on Elm Street, it was just became kind of a laughing joke. It, didn't, it right. didn't really scare you much anymore. Yeah, when you kind of take away that mystery, that unknown factor, and try to explain a lot about, you know, they tried to dig into Pennywise's origins and stuff. And that is from the source material from Stephen King's right. thousand-page book. But they just kind of threw that in there in this chapter. In the first chapter, they didn't really hint much at that at all. And then they tried to uh, explain his entire origins in this, and uh, it just felt like they were throwing stuff at a wall yeah, just to see what the, stuck. The movie was long. It was almost three hours long. Very wow. long film. Um, you know, the first one was, what, an hour 45? Uh, it was actually 2.15. Was it really? But okay. it, it flew by, I felt like. Yeah, I, I did too. The first one just didn't feel long. This one did. It's a tough to adapt a book anyway, particularly a yeah. long book like that. It, the Harry Potter books were miracles as far as film adaptations I agree. go, I think, in I so agree. many but ways. But it can be done. With yeah. the exception of Goblet of Fire, I think. But anyway, the, the idea is that did they pare down too much, not enough? Did they pare down the wrong stuff? To me, to me they, were do, they were trying to do too much. Yeah. I, I felt Should that Should it have been was, a three-parter? Really? We, we've talked yeah. about that. Yeah. You know, could, could this have been a three-part? Could it have been a trilogy? And I think maybe um, they could have found a way to have done that. And uh, the pacing just was all over the place for me. And another thing that bothered me 
initially it worked. You know, you would have the, the adult versions, then it would, you know, transition with the kind of flashbacks. And they did some creative things where you would see, you know, a character from the past drive by on a bike, and then it would pan to a kind of a live action, I mean, uh, and, you know. The present day version the of that present day version, yeah, thank yeah. you. Right. It wasn't animated. Yeah. And, you know, that worked. So some of the transitions worked, but after a while, it, it was almost like I was watching a ping pong match. Yeah. And um, I don't think that was balanced well enough for me. And I think because there was so much they were trying to do and trying to tell you, it was just overinflated. Yeah. Like one of those red balloons that you just wish would pop, you know, and never know what's going to happen. Yeah, and the climax just drug on for way too long. It, it was probably like 45 minutes. There's this, you know, final battle against Pennywise, and it just grows into just cacophony yep. and it's just background noise and it's just like they they keep coming up with new excuses to have another have another scare but it's not really a new scare it's just yeah. the same thing and, and that's the thing the 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 scares some of the jump scares work I mean you expect jump scares in a horror film sure but there were so many things that I saw in this movie that I've seen in other movies or other stories and of course it's Stephen King, so he was kind of the, you know, kind of the grand or the father, the modern-day father of those kinds right. of things. But I, I think you've got to find a way to to make something like this fresh and unique, and and you can do that. But they just didn't pull it off in this one. Mm -hmm. So for me, the first one was an A. This one's a C plus. Oh uh, yeah, I'm right there with you on both accounts. So I mean, it's really admirable effort that they would try to adapt something this grand and massive. Um, and the first chapter I loved, it was nearly a horror masterpiece, yep. but this one just uh, just dropped off for yep, me. Yeah, it did. I just kind of walked away going, eh, I'm not going to watch it seven more times. But something I would watch seven more times is a binge-worthy TV series uh, that's uh, on Amazon. It's an original eight-episode series called The Boys. Uh, Tom is going to talk about this. These are the, the superheroes uh, that, that are a little different. Uh, yeah, so basically what we have is imagine the Justice League is living in the present world and they have like they're backed by the government they're ruled by they have this huge corporation and they have so much influence but they're horribly corrupt uh, they don't care who they hurt as they're doing their job um, and they really don't care about doing their job just for out of compassion <laughs> they're just there for the money the fame and the fortune exactly and it's uh, a really interesting take on the genre it's produced by Seth Rogen and so just saying that, you know that it's going to be nuts. There, yeah. It's going to be very, uh, very explicit and vulgar. It's not going to work for everybody. Yeah, it's not, so this it's is, not your family. This is a comedy? I mean, it's, it's, Seth it's, Rogen, it's a dark comedy. It's a dark comedy. Very comedy. Yeah. A, lot of, uh, a lot of satire thrown yeah. in Tons as of well. social commentary. Yeah. They, they take shots at everybody. Yep. So, this I mean, from the guy that was the Green Hornet. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, some people watching this are going to get offended, yep. but that's the point of it. It's yep. supposed to get under your skin. It's supposed to challenge you and uh, make you really think about some of the things happening in the world around you. Yeah. And uh, it was really... Uh, admirable that they would do something like that. Yeah, I mean, they look at society, they look at politics, they look at religion. Uh, so there's nothing off limits uh, in this in this particular uh, series. Yeah. But it's well produced. The effects are really solid. Yeah. The acting, um, really great acting choices. Carl Urban is spectacular. Uh, everything he shows up in, he just owns that role. Yeah, and, he's great uh, in everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he is. Jack Quaid, the uh, son of Dennis Quaid and uh, Meg, Ryan. Meg Ryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's in it. So, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, he's great. Yeah. He's really great. He's not a superhero. He's one that's taking them on because of an accident that happens in the first five minutes. And yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. If, if you happen to get killed by 
uh, a superhero while they're in, in the action of doing you know, something good, mm -hmm. then it's collateral damage and they kind of, you know, lawyers pay you off, they give you, uh, you know, money and you have to not say anything about it. Right. And so we see something that happens yeah. to Jack Wade's character yeah. early on that causes so that. So eight episodes? Eight yeah. episodes yeah. only. Yeah. And that's it? That's or it. Or is that just the first season? First season. Yeah. Okay. Because it yeah. does leave you on a cliffhanger. Yeah. And, and it is going to be back for a second season. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the cliffhanger aspect was the only, really the only thing that bothered me mm -hmm. uh, because that's a big risk to take. You don't know if they're going to renew it. Thankfully, they did renew it. Uh, but if they hadn't, I probably would have been very unhappy yeah, with the I'm way the they way. ended the season. I, yeah. I, think, I think with these eight-episode series like this, you can find a way to wrap up that arc and then start something new the, the, the second go-round. Jack Ryan's a great example of being able to wrap mm -hmm. up you know, the first season while still leaving it open for other things. Season two for Jack Ryan uh, starts back, uh, I think, in November. Did you so. say where? What network? Uh, this is Amazon. Amazon. This is Amazon original. You have to have Prime? Um, I'm sorry. You have yeah, to have yeah. Prime, I guess. Prime. Yep. Yeah. yeah. No, you can all. Yeah, Prime. Yeah. So have Prime. Uh, you can check that out. Well, we're going to go to a break. Uh, when we come back, we will bring uh, Douglas Davidson out here. Uh, next week, we'll have Thomas back. Uh, he's going to talk about a review from the vault. We're going to talk about Ex Machina, uh, or if you're from uh, Eastern North Carolina, where I'm from, that's Ex Machina. So we'll be looking at that next week on Meet Me the Movies. Douglas, come on out here, Thomas. You can trade uh, places. Thomas, thanks for being here. Uh, we're going to talk about some uh, interesting indie films right after this break. Barnaby Jones, starring Buddy Ebsen. Also starring Lee Merriweather. With guest stars Janice Rule, Darlene Carr, Victoria Shaw, special guest star, William Shatner. Listen up. Do you have a passion for cooking? A desire to learn more about the craft of professional food preparation? If so, now's a great time to check out Cleveland Community College's brand new Culinary Arts Academy. This exciting three-month program offers hands-on training for jobs in the food service industry. Across the nation, food service is one of the fastest growing industries. With your training at CCC's Culinary Arts Academy, you can compete for jobs in hotels, restaurants, conference centers, cruise ships, and other settings. Enroll in CCC's program and you'll gain in-depth training in food procedures, preparation, and commercial kitchen operations. Plus, the program includes a special add-on. You'll get your certificate in cardiopulmonary resuscitation, or CPR, training. You can earn good money, too. Depending on where you work, starting salaries range from $20,000 to $50,000. In just 12 weeks, you can be well on your way to gaining the know-how to handle food safely, properly, as a true professional. Now ask yourself, are you ready to start your journey today at CCC? Hi, I'm Tim Foster from C19 TV. I'm Rob Brook from KTCBroadcasting.com. And I'm Fuvio Brooks from C19 TV Sports. Join us for Armchair Quarterback. What's in store on the gridiron in 2019? Can Shelby win a sixth 2A state title in seven years? Will Kings Mountain challenge for a Western 3A title? How will Burns handle the transition to 2A? And can Crest return to dominance in 3A? Every week we take a look at all four Cleveland County High School football teams. Southwestern 2A Conference foes Burns and Shelby and Big South Conference foes Crest and Kings Mountain. We will look at what happened the week before and look ahead at what's coming up this week. Each week this season we'll be naming our armchair quarterback Jamming Jay's Pizza Factory Player of the Week. We will also break down the SEC, 
ACC, and Gardner-Webb football. We'll also do the NFL and the Carolina Panthers. Nobody covers Cleveland County High School football like armchair quarterback. Don't miss another great season right here on C19 TV. Chef Paul Prudhomme once said, you don't need a silver fork to eat good food. Well, on Cleveland County Kitchen, we don't have a silver fork, but we sure do serve up lots of good food. Hi, I'm Deborah Blanton. I hope you'll join me for the next Cleveland County Kitchen. Each month, we offer a complete farm-to-table experience. We visit local growers, we learn about nutrition, and wrap things up with wonderful meals prepared by our guest chefs. It's a lot of fun. I hope you'll join me for the next Cleveland County Kitchen. At CCC, we're all about training students for exciting careers. Our Barber Academy is a great example. Did you know jobs for barbers, stylists, and other related fields are increasing? Competition for the best jobs will be strong. With your CCC training, you'll have a definite edge. Our courses give you the skills and knowledge you need to sit for North Carolina's Apprentice Barber Exam. To move up the ladder, you need at least one year of on-the-job training before you take the state's registered barber exam. If you pass, it's official. You'll be a registered barber. While private barber schools can cost $10,000 or more, CCC makes it affordable. Plus, you can complete our Barber Academy in only 15 months. Now the question is, are you ready to start your journey today? They're gonna put me in the movies. They're gonna make a big star out of me. Well, welcome back to Meet Me at the Movies. We're, we're trying to tell uh, Mr. Tillman here, who wanted to see It, yeah. Chapter 2, that, you know, watch the last 45 minutes. Wow. So, you know, you can I don't know, no. see, seeing them all together as adults was probably, it that was. opening sequence with them together was. was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, the, 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 I will say that um, uh, relating to It Chapter 2, I'm never going to go to a Chinese restaurant and open a fortune cookie <laughs> the same way again. I will, I will say that. There was a creepy scene oh, yeah. relating to fortune cookies. Um, so, yeah, that's, Thomas feels the same way because I, yeah, I tried to get him to go to a Chinese restaurant right after the movie and he said, no, absolutely not. Well, Douglas Davidson, we are glad to have you back, man. I'm intrigued back. by that alone. I've got to see it now. <laughs> oh, it's a great sequence. Yeah. It, it really is. Great is. That's a good sequence. Well, man, you've got, uh, you've got a, a, several movies to talk about. I don't, sure. We won't get to all of them, but uh, let's talk about this film called Empathy Incorporated. First, where can people find this film? It's going to be in select theaters starting Friday the 13th, and okay. then it's going to be on VOD on the 24th. Okay, so, so there are some options about different places to see it. If you can see it on the big screen, I think it would very much help with that. There's okay. some wonderful sequences. Empathy, Inc. is sort of a futuristic techno-thriller. Okay. Okay, the premise of it is pretty simple. Venture capitalists ends up having his life ruined, has to move in with his in-laws family, runs into an old friend who goes, I got a line on something. And it's this piece of equipment called XVR. It's extreme virtual reality, the idea that you can go into someone's shoes that are less fortunate than yourself, that you'll come out of it and feel refreshed because, yeah, my life is bad, but it could be worse. I want one of those. Yeah, so there's some appeal to yeah, this kind yeah. of experience. And Christmas is he coming. buys in. <laughs> uh, trust me, I don't think you went in on this one. Because he buys into it and he gets some support and the business starts going, but then things start going a little strange because he's starting to have memories of things he doesn't remember experiencing. And the idea of being part of this program, this, this experience, starts to mess with him a little bit. And the deeper he goes into the people working behind the scenes on it, the creepier things seem to get. All right. 
Okay. And as a big Shakespearean fan, this film makes several references to the idea of identity. And it plays with identity in that regard. And it's completely black and white. There's no gray. It's very, it plays with that idea of the binary, the coding, ones and zeros. Interesting. Okay. And what's real, what's not. It is really fascinating. Not the, the story's fascinating. The story is fascinating, okay. as well as the approach to the, to, to the, story, uh, to the, to the direction of it, which, uh, and I hope I pronounced this right, Yadaya Gortzman wrote and directed this film. I can't speak highly, more highly of it enough. Even for the things that may not pull you in, mm -hmm. there's, some, there's some danger to it. The, okay. the risk taking that he is in trying to do something a little different is really exciting. Okay. So okay, I, cool. I would highly recommend it. I gave it a four out of five, which for you guys I think is a B plus. Okay. All right, B plus. Absolutely. He, ha he has a chart that he can kind of. <laughs> I try. <laughs> That's good. Yes, yes, we do go on the uh, report card grading scale. So, <laughs> so B plus. B plus. B plus for Empathy Inc. Empathy Inc. Empathy Inc. All I'm right, uh, and that in. is uh, from uh, Dark Star Pictures and Oration Films, I believe, yeah. as well. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, Promare is another film that we're gonna talk about. And is this about a professional um, horse? No. No? Okay. No. <laughs> no. Trying to, trying to explain Promare. A professional uh, horse? Yeah, a mare. I'm thinking a tie in a business suit. <laughs> hey, in the world, if we can have Bojack Horseman, we can horse totally have that. That's true, yeah, it's like Bojack. Yes. We can have that. Bojack so, yes, Horseman. Uh, Promare is a little hard to explain, uh, but I'll give it my best shot. It is a Fathom it's, event as well, so if you, okay. You want to check it out through Fathom. Absolutely. Fathom Event, it's from Studio Trigger. There is an anime. Fathom Event. Trigger. On That's what I'm thinking horse. too. It is a horse. That's our end theme song, isn't it? Uh, Happy Trails? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's our theme song. But it's, it's screening on the 17th of September and the 19th of September. The 17th is a dubbed screening. The 17th is subtitled. It's, uh, this is from the same people that did, if you watch the anime, which I haven't, Kill a Kill. It's from the same director, writer, what have you. Japanese. Japanese. It is gorgeously animated. And knowing who I'm talking to right now, the company I'm in, when I say that I haven't seen anything this impressive since Spider-Verse, it's so self-aware of the type of storytelling. It's making jokes about itself. When you finally get the full, deep explanation of what's happening in this movie, the main character falls asleep twice. <laughs> it is very self-aware of what it's dealing with. And it's the kind of story where over a 30-year period, humans have apparently mutated to be able to control fire. Okay. And they've become a danger to society where they actually almost emulated the earth. It's called the Great Burning. And so over this 30-year period, firefighters have turned into this sort of mech-supported, high-tech, reactionary, protective service called Burning Rescue. And so there's the good guys, the firefighters, and the burnish, which are the people with abilities. And after 30 years, things sort of come to a head. And our lead firefighter, Gallo, he's the rookie hotshot. He's, he's got a burning soul as a firefighter, he would say. And it's, it's so ridiculous. Everybody's always yelling in that sort of anime style. But it is so cool and so clever and so ridiculous. You can't help but just go all in with this okay. movie. Okay. So this, this was a strong four and a half for me. So, so uh, I believe it's an A, A+. Plus. Okay. A plus for you guys. Well, A plus is perfect. So you said it okay, wasn't quite an perfect. Okay, A. So we'll okay. go with a strong A. It's definitely something you should see if you're ever going to watch it in the theater. I wish I had seen it in the theater. Okay. The, the problem for me is that there's so much going on 
and it's so rapid fire when stuff's happening that it's a little hard to follow if you're, okay. if you're analyzing it. Yeah. But if you just let it wash over you, mm -hmm. oh man, is it a good time. Yeah, and, and for it, chapter two, there was so much going on and, you, and the washing over it didn't work. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But this is something where when somebody shows up and they give you this big moment title card, sometimes the title card, it, when the camera changes, is still present hiding in the background. You can <laughs> wow. still see it. Interesting. And I, I have to giggle because just the storytelling is this suit shows up and it's given a name, Deus Ex Machina. And I couldn't <laughs> help but, okay, this movie knows what it is. Yes, yes, it had to show up at exactly this moment. So it's, this, it's that kind of fun and silly yeah. and the score is wonderful. Highly recommend all across the board. Okay, wow. and the name of the movie again? Promare. 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 And it's not about not to be confused with no. Bojack. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> there is no confusing that. All right. Well, we've got, uh, we've got two minutes. Do you want to try to do Freaks? Or you... Absolutely. Right. I can totally do this. Freaks okay. is being released by Wellgo USA. It's another film. It's going to be in select theaters on the 13th. It's hit festivals. There was a fan-only screening at San Diego Comic-Con this year, and the buzz for that was really, really great, and it's well-deserved. This is written and directed by Zap Zach Lipovisky and Adam B. Stein. It's got a wonderful lead performance by a little girl, Lexi Kolker. She's done Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and a few other things. Emile uh, Hirsch, Bruce Dern, and Grace Park round out the rest of the cast, as does Amanda Crew, who's done a bunch of indie work and a few major studio roles. Bruce Dern's been having fun lately. So. Oh, and this is such a great fun turn for him. He plays Mr. Snowcone. Okay. <laughs> uh, the, less, the, name? the less you know about this movie, the better. It is a psychological thriller, family drama, uh, pseudo-superhero story, origin hmm. story, but also not. Everything you see is from the perspective of the little girl that Lexley Kolkler plays. And she is raised inside a house she's not allowed to leave by her father, played by Emile Hirsch. Why? People are coming to get them. Can't go outside because you gotta be normal. They're coming for you. And so he's teaching her how to become normal. But as the film goes on, is he really her dad? Is there something else? Is the threat real? Is it not real? Why is this threat happening? So as each layer gets pulled across, the, the genre sort of shifts and changes. I'll tell you, movies that really ask wonderful. that question and that are able to do it well, like 10 Cloverfield Lane was one of those. Yes. Yeah. You know, that you watch and you're like, okay, is there really something going yeah. on yeah. or is he nuts? You know, what is, what's happening here? So this one seems to do that pretty well? I think it does that incredibly well. And for every layer it pulls back, another question gets put wow. forward. Hmm. Okay. And when you, get, when you get to the end, the way that they execute it, because it's a large scale film executed in a small scale way. Is this okay. going to get a wide release? It's in, it is wide release, but it's going to be again in select theaters. So hoping it, it gets enough attention. Right. But it, it is, uh, is it, it going to be available uh, video on demand as well, or is it just theaters right now? I have not heard about any okay. on-demand action right now, okay. but it's well go, so it wouldn't surprise me gotcha. if within the next few months, certainly digital and, and home video. Okay, awesome. Well, Douglas Davidson, thanks for hanging out and chatting with us, man. You got through uh, three of your films. Pretty good. Woo! We did not get to <laughs> Satanic Panic, which... I want to hear about that after Which is show. one oh, I'm really, I was really interested in talking about. It's fun. Uh, with uh, with a, a husband and wife team uh, in the lead. Uh, on oh this. yeah, Rebecca so, Romaine and Jerry O'Connell. Yeah, so uh, we, maybe we'll next time we bring you back, we'll talk about that because it's a horror comedy. I'm showing my age. I, the first thing I thought when you said husband wife team, I'm thinking Steve and Edie. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. I need to retire. Yeah, I don't even know who that is. So uh, we will go on with the movie quote of the week. Uh, movie quote of the week. Uh, sometimes you know we are what we wish we could forget. 
Uh, that comes from Mike from It Chapter 2, one of the best things about It Chapter 2. <laughs> there, are, there are a few good quotes yeah. from that movie. Uh, I wrote much. a few of them down. So, uh, Douglas, thanks for being here. Oh, always a uh, pleasure. Thomas, back there uh, on the uh, Tim Cam with Tim Foster. Appreciate you and uh, Elvis, uh, Elvis Nomsley. And Greg Tillman. Greg, thank you, man, as always, yeah. as well. Yeah. And uh, Derek. Uh, Derek back here behind. Oh, there's the my camera. There he is. <laughs> That's just dang freaky. So there you go, Derek. Good to see you, man. And for our viewers out there, and if you're listening uh, on, <laughs> if, you're, if, if you're watching us on C19 TV, you can always check out on-demand programming, <laughs> C19.tv. You can email us at info at C19.tv. And if you want to download the podcast, you can do that at wgwg.org. I think I got all of the essentials out, and we do not have a sponsor this week. So if you want to sponsor us, let us know. Uh, until next time, that's I'm a Noel. good idea. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you in a second. For me, me, the movies for this week. That's a wrap. Happy